What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, let's jump right into it. I say the top story right now is that Max Scherzer is facing a potential suspension after he was ejected for sticky substances. So, you know, Major League Baseball isn't doing these sticky substance checks since 2021. And it's usually done between innings when a pitcher is walking off the mound. They can get their glove or their hand or whatever inspected at any time. And Scherzer had his inspection. And then there was an exchange where apparently umpire told Scherzer his hand was too sticky and that he needed to wash it off and that he would be checked again before he returned to the mound for the third inning. So he went into the Dodger Stadium Visitors Clubhouse and washed his hands with alcohol in front of an MLB official. But when he returned for the third inning, um said his glove was sticky with a foreign substance. And Scherzer said it was rosin. And rosin is the only substance that's legal for a pitcher to use. As long as it's, perf- it's applied directly to his hands, not his glove or uniform. So the ump asked Scherzer to exchange the glove for a new one, which he did. And then he... He had a one, two, three inning. Then he came back out for the fourth inning and the ump stopped him again. And that's when Scherzer started to argue his case more animatedly. And after about a minute, the ump ejected him on the grounds of illegally using a foreign substance. And then, of course, you have a bit of a, you know, an uproar from Scherzer and then manager Buck Showalter and all that. So Scherzer said the ump said his hand was too sticky. He said, Scherzer said he swears on his kids' lives. He's not using anything else. This is sweat and rosin, sweat and rosin. I keep saying it over and over. And they touch my hand. They say it's sticky. Yes, it is because it's sweat and rosin. They say it's too sticky. They threw me out because of that. So, yeah, that, that's that's tough. Um, so, the ump said that as far as the level of stickiness... It's the stickiest he's seen since he's been inspecting hands, which goes back, this is now the third season. Like I said, 2021 was the first time. So compared to the first inning, the level of stickiness was so sticky when we for, when we touched his hand, our fingers were sticking to his hands. So whatever was on there remained on our fingers afterward for a couple innings where you still feel that the fingers were sticking together. So, I mean, yeah, to be fair, the Ums have been doing this for, you know, this is now the third season for over two years. So they've inspected their fair share of hands and substances and they're saying this is the stickiest they've ever seen i think there is there's something to be to be said there i mean why is it why is scherzer sweat and rosin so much stickier than everyone else's sweat and rosin i don't know so that that marked the fourth ejection of scherzer's career um actually it was the first time he was tossed while participating in a game you know he had been ejected other times when he wasn't pitching so What's going to happen now is that the umpiring crew will send a report to MLB and the commissioner's office will determine if a suspension is warranted. Because, you know, if it, if it is rosin, then he's fine. But now Scherzer is facing potential suspension. Scherzer is saying now it's becoming a legal matter because if he believes he's innocent and he gets suspended, which obviously means he's not getting paid and all those things, maybe he could... He could file a lawsuit. I don't know if he's going to take it that far. But maybe he could if he knows for sure that he did nothing wrong. Then I mean, he definitely has the resources to 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 go after this. But uh, you know, let's talk about the game a little bit. 
It was a Mets 5-3 win. Brandon Nimmo was the star of the day. He's turned his season around with a strong last week or so. I mean, the morning of April 12th, he was hitting 188. And now, <laughs> I mean, no, Nimmo has completely turned his season around. I mean, he had a 5-for-5 five five day on Wednesday, including a home run. And the Mets got the win. You know, the Mets just signed Nimmo to an eight-year, $162 million contract in December. I mean, he was a free agent, but they brought him right back because he's their center fielder. He's the guy they want to keep. So five for five day. Now his average has climbed up to 349. So hitting a buck 88 a week ago, now he's hitting 349, completely turned his season around and right where he wants to be, hitting atop that Mets lineup. That's what the Mets expect to get out of this guy. They're paying him big money for a reason. So there you go. Now he's second in the National League with a 481 on base percentage, and he's on top of the National League with 1.3 war. All of a sudden, Brandon Nimmo is now the best player in the National League as far as performance so far in the early season. Let's jump out to Denver, where the Pittsburgh Pirates continue to play well. They got a 14-3 victory over the Rockies at Coors Field, and... They swept the Rockies, and they're now surprising Major League Baseball. If you, if you look at the numbers from this sweep, you can kind of see why. It's, it's just an unrelenting team. Kutch hit a solo homer. Johan Oviedo struck out six. Castro with a home run. I mean, guys like this, these are, a lot of these guys are veterans, but Kutch actually was a big contributor on Wednesday. A double, a homer. He's had a red-hot start to the season. I mean, that double he had in the first inning inning was his 296th in a Pirates uniform, and that ties him for his seventh in franchise history. So he is having a nice bounce back season, and obviously Pittsburgh fans are excited for that. That's that's what they wanted to see. Probably didn't expect to see this, this kind of performance for him, but they'll take it. So the Pirates are trending up, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is a team that was a Laughing stock of baseball the past couple of years. And we're off to a good start this season. 12 and 7, third in the National League Central. The A's have purchased land in Las Vegas for a new ballpark. So they're going to finalize a stadium deal by the January 2024 deadline imposed by Major League Baseball. But um, yeah, it looks like the, the A's are going to be moving from Oakland to Las Vegas. They're going to be located west of the Las Vegas Strip, across the freeway from T-Mobile Arena, which is where the NHL's Las Vegas Golden Knights play, and just north of Allegiant Stadium, which is where the NFL's Las Vegas Raiders play. So there's going to be an expansion Major League Baseball team. Well, sorry, not an expansion team. It's the A's moving to Vegas, I should say, not an expansion team. You know, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about this in recent, recent years, and now it's finally happening. So it's no longer going to be the Oakland A's. Oakland they lost, I mean, they're losing pro sports teams. They lost the Raiders. They lost the the Warriors. The Golden State Warriors moved to San Francisco. Now they're losing the A's. So it looks like pro sports are just completely departing Oakland. And that's tough for the community in Oakland. But it's a huge, huge gain for Las Vegas. That's for sure. Today is the long-awaited return of Fernando Tatis Jr. So for 563 days... He didn't get to play baseball for the Padres. On Thursday, one suspension and three surgeries later, he does. 
So the Padres are getting an MVP calendar caliber player atop of their lineup in right field. That's now his new position. He's no longer a shortstop now that Xander Bogarts is in San Diego. He'll be playing right field, and it's his bat that they're going to keep in the lineup. I mean, if we have a quick recap of his return, he fractured his left wrist in a motorcycle accident in December 2021, and then he had surgery before the season, which ruled him out for at least the first three months. And then during that recovery, he tested positive for Clostabol, which is a performance-enhancing substance. So that, that positive test occurred last July, and he did not appeal and was suspended for 80 games beginning in August. And then, you know, that stretched into this season. You know, he claimed he took that as part of a medication to treat a skin infection without checking with team doctors. But, you know, he even said in his own words, at the end of the day, there's no excuses. So what is his health status? I think he's very healthy. If you look at the kind of numbers he's been putting up in his rehab games in the minor leagues, he said his shoulder feels 100% and significantly better than it did when he hit 42 homers in 2021. As for his wrist, he had a second operation on it last October. That's the one from the motorcycle accident. That was a procedure that was designed to strengthen the joint, ensure its long-term stability. He said his wrist has fully healed as well. So, I mean, part of the reason they're moving him to right field is also because the Padres prefer to ease him back after three surgeries. But given his performance in spring training, they said there's not going to be any restriction on him. They're going to let him loose on the base paths after, in 2021, they actually curtailed his aggressiveness due to health concerns. Like he just completely torched AAA El Paso. I mean, he hit 515, and in his final three games, he went 11 for 16 with six homers with El Paso. That's in the last three games. He hit six homers in three games. So, the Padres are happy to have him back. He is back, and we'll see the, we'll see the response from the, from the fans. I think the Padres fans will be happy to have him back on the road. He'll probably get booed pretty heavily, but yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a big one. So that's going to do it for today, folks. Tune in, watch some good baseball today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.